Today, we are talking about methylation. This is one of the most critical processes in the body. In fact, it's so critical to our body that it happens trillions of times in every cell each minute of every day. So this is something that can be correlated with different diseases, uh, because if we are not able to methylate properly or detoxify properly, we can end up with a lot of health issues, including cardiovascular disease, diabetes, inflammation, mood disorders, autism, fertility, or pregnancy problems, depression and anxiety, and more. So take a listen today. We're also covering the MTHFR gene mutation, and we discuss a little bit more about genetics in this podcast episode too, as this is something that 40 to 60% of our population struggle with, and this may be part of what's going on with you. So take a listen today, and if you like the show, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it out. Live your life within the moment, moment, and don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Food Code. If you are new here, I am Becca. I am with Liz. We are the hosts of the Food Code. We have been for many years. (laughs) And we're really bad at doing intros is one thing I have. Maybe that's a New Year's resolution. (laughs) I know, right? To not say Happy Monday, Hump Day, Friday. No. uh, it's It's been a good ride with the podcast. You know, I think that uh, it's pretty cool to think about people all over the world, like listening in and tuning in to the show. And Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people have told me, like, I feel like I get to know you guys a little bit and like, you know, the things that we just share on here about our our family and and stuff like that. So we hope that you find our humor or my lack of humor is good. (laughs) That's one thing. How do you become a funnier person? Like, do you just go to comedy shows and... Yeah, I think, you know, consuming information and Mm -hmm. knowledge and experience of all of that is the first piece. But everyone has their own flair, you know, like everyone has their own style of funny, Mm -hmm. which I think is the other hard thing. My Um, gosh, the Kevin Hart. Did you guys watch the Kevin Hart? I don't know if I know. I don't. The only one I see is from 2019. Uh, I think it's on Apple. Oh, it's on Apple. Or Amazon. Amazon. It's on Amazon. We have Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. I love Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, he's just like him and the rock, they're, yeah. they're uh, dynamic. Oh. I also love the rock. Did you listen to the rock on Joe Rogan? No. Great. It was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah. Okay. I really like him. Um, I don't care how many steroids he does. He looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each their own. Like also nobody works as hard as that guy probably oh. does in the gym. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't just get that way. Like by no. taking... Even Roy if he himself. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you're working hard. There's a guy at Export that we see. He's there like every time that we're there. I don't, I, maybe he like lives there. I'm not really sure. But um, he was like jumping around, pumping himself up, you know, shaking it out before he was, I don't know what he was doing yesterday, but he's he's jacked. Um, and there's another like husband and wife I was telling Art, was we were leaving. I was like, dude, she's strong. She's like a Dana Bailey, like looking. Yeah. yeah. There's, That's not the body type that I personally no. want. Um, so I'll just be over here with my a lot less weight than I used to <laughs> lift uh, training I'm, these days. Yeah. I'm, I started eating a little bit more and I'm definitely feeling stronger in the gym. Yeah. Still working out some like 
kinks in terms of finding the right balance of how I want to feel. Because like I'm in the era of I spent a really long time focusing on strength and performance, and I really don't care anymore. Like I just want to look good and feel good. I really don't care how much I'm squatting. As you're long not as it getting feels like heavy. three days of doms after like 135 Definitely pounds on not. your squat. No, no, I'm not <laughs> getting that. Like I did a, I did a set of eight at 170 yeah. this week, and it was tempoed, so it was three seconds down, sec- a second pause in the bottom and up. Yeah, which I was like, okay, I'm cool with this. Like, yeah, I haven't really it. lifted super heavy in a long time. Um, and I'm also in the era of like, I want to wear a cute outfit to the gym. And if I'm like bouncing around doing burpees and sweating, I can't have stuff jiggling around <gasps> like that. So like bodybuilding has been really great for me. <laughs> I just like it because it's, I like the rest periods. Like I, this morning was listening to uh, a book, you yeah. know, and then I'll like stop and like write down like quotes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know. Like I just don't necessarily feel like part of me misses the push mm-hmm. and the, the rush, right, yeah. and the drive of just like competing with other people or just the community and mm-hmm. the camaraderie. But oh man, my strength, shit. From a two fifty squat to like one thirty five feels terrible. Um, yeah, but you, know, you also it'll build back. Yeah, you're you're in like the very depths of calorie deficit and fasting and nothing geared towards making you feel strong. Right. I mean, I'm coming out of it with my you know reverse right now, mm-hmm. but um, I just I like that. If I'm in the gym, I want to be the girl like putting on the heavy weights. Mm-hmm. And just right now, got the baby weights stacking. Like, you know, obviously Art like jokes with me and he's like, oh, going to add two and a half, going to add five. I'm like, shut up, get away from me. Um, you know, but it's all good. It's all good. I, it's in the build back phase. So I had a guy come up to me. I was at the gym the other day. And you know when like people make eye contact with you frequently and like you see them multiple times there? Yeah. That type of situation where like, you know, you just kept making Very nice guy. Um, but he was like, I see you in here a lot. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess we always come at the same. I go four days a week. It's not like I'm there all the time. Um, he's like, you're strong as shit. And I was like, I've lifted a long time. <laughs> so yeah. like, and compared to a lot of the girls that, you know, teach their own, but do like the Zumba and the really light dumbbells. And oh my God. I just want to go in there and be like, go lift some weight. Okay. Well, <laughs> It's been very intriguing to watch. Um, yesterday there was a cycling class and they all had weights in their hands. So mm-hmm. they were cycling and doing shoulder presses. Okay. I was like, I, what is going on? And then <laughs> there's other like dance classes where like people are literally just jiggling all around. Like no one is actually dancing. I don't, not really sure what, like how they're supposed to like teach or instruct this. And then my favorite of all time is the export I for, I don't know what they call it, but it's basically like semi-private training. And you just see, like, first of all, the trainer status is very low bar. Like, well, it's export. It's export, yeah. Um, and I'm just watching these people like, yeah, oh, my God. Yesterday there was a guy doing deadlifts, and Art was like, you know, look, 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 look. He's like, I don't know who's worse, the trainer or the guy who's trying to learn to deadlift. He's like rounded back. Mm -hmm. The trainer's got his hands in his pocket. Like, I just wanted to go over there and be like, bro, if this guy is paying you for personal training, pay the the attention to him and correct him in his form. I know. There was a girl there yesterday that was doing something. I think they were deadlifts or RDLs. (laughs) But she was just like, it was, it almost looked like, um, God, what's the name of it? Not a Jackson where like you vertebrae by vertebrae go down oh, with like a kettlebell to yeah. like increase mobility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm trying to think of the name but of it. But she had a bar in her hand? She had a, like a heavier bar in her hand. Oh and like, God. I think she was trying to do RDLs. And I was like, are you trying to round your back as much as possible? Or I'm li- literally concerned for your safety right now. And <sighs> you just want to go up and help people. But you also don't want to be that person, you know? It's just like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, yeah, it's it's very interesting people watching. And you know, at the end of the day, I think it depends. Like if I saw it happening multiple times, I probably would be like, Hey, how, you know, are you like, I don't know, probably just strike up some sort of conversation and be like, can I show you something? Wonder if this makes you feel better. Yeah. Cause maybe like, you'll feel this in the hamstrings where it's supposed to be working. Well, you can also really jack your back up. Yeah. Uh huh. There was a guy yesterday next to me on the leg press that had six plates on each side, which is a lot. Yeah. Moving like three inches. I was like, what are you really trying to get at here? <laughs> there was a guy the other day, he, I think he had like four or five plates on either side, but he was um, using the leg plush machine to do like calf raises. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, instead of like, I feel like this is dangerous, first of all. First of all. Can you just go over? There's an, a legit machine that you can do calf raises on that's made for this. But mm-hmm. man, the booty blaster, that's my favorite lately. I um, have been loving kickbacks. Mm-hmm. I even bought the little ankle strap to attach to the machine for the kickbacks. I was like, I am full-blown bodybuilder status right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my so gosh. <laughs> I've just completely let go of my CrossFit identity yeah. and it feels great. You know, part of me is like, man, I kind of want to go back there and then I'm like, oh, like the 6 a.m. time, I don't want to do that. It's really cold outside. I don't know if I truly and... want to feel how out of cardio shape I am. Oh, I would totally get my butt kicked. And the hard thing is I know where I used to be, which is why I don't think I can ever go back. Like, I don't think I could ever go back because I would have no clue how to compensate for how different of an athlete mm-hmm. I am at this point compared to what I used to be. I forgot what podcast we were listening to. It was somebody with Joe Rogan and we're like, okay, maybe we should add in some cardio again. Oh, it was um, oh, the guy that we've been listening to. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Um, 10X Health. Brecca. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So after listening to that, we're like, we should do some cardio. We should add in some cardio. So now I'm just like, what do I want to do? Like, do I want to do treadmill? Do I want to do the rower? It all sounds terrible to me. The Stairmaster. I don't know, but maybe we'll, we'll be sprinkling that in. Soon. I did a little bit today. I made up cause after my, my upper body, I was like, I have like 10 minutes. So I did like Weighted step ups for 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off into bear crawl into mm. up down push ups. And I did like two rounds of each of those 40 on, 20 off. And it was really, I mean, like it was not hard, but I was like, maybe I'll just start making shit up and <laughs> just I mean, get my heart seems, rate up a little bit. Yeah. If, if that's the purpose and intent, like you're not training for something, you're no. just working to get your heart rate up. Like sometimes it's like just go with the flow and yeah. see what you're you know, kind of feeling. Cause I feel like once I get going one, I like diversity, but once I get going, then I want to do the harder stuff. Mm-hmm. However, I will say if you guys follow the sober bodybuilder recently, the burpee video had me rolling. I need to because watch it. We all look like idiots doing burpees. Like the reality is there's so many other things that we could do besides burpees. And I just think about the CrossFit gym that I went to and the obscene amount of burpees that they programmed yeah. I, and how many people don't actually do burpees correctly? I just. I uh, think I legit permanently injured my shoulder one time because I thought it would be a really great idea to do a charity event for the Super Bowl. And I did burpees in between every commercial break. And however many burpees I accumulated was like dollars I was going to donate. I did like a thousand plus burpees. And the next morning I woke up and my shoulder was jacked. 
Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, probably because of the 1,000 burpees I did yesterday. That was a great idea. <laughs> sounds <It's> terrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Well, I'm a different okay. person now. Anyways. All right. So welcome to the Food Code. We are also mm-hmm. nutritional <laughs> practitioners that focus on a lot of things, gut health, hormone health, um, genetics, learning a lot of things. We're going to be having Dr. Ben Lynch on very soon to be covering um, you know, his book, The Dirty Genes, which is a great book, by the way. And today we want to talk about methylation and understanding what we call the MTHFR or the motherfucker gene. Uh, Because if you have this genetic mutation, there can be a lot of symptoms that you experience and yet you like going down rabbit holes chasing, you know, maybe it's my hormones or maybe it's um, this nutrient deficiency or whatnot. And in this case, it absolutely can be a deficiency in terms of folate. But we also really want to drive home if you have not done so, potentially getting this um, tested. And if you have, or you know that you have the MTHFR genetic mutation, avoiding folic acid, which unfortunately in the United States is in so many things. If you see enriched or you see fortified on cereals, breads, other products, um, you know, I just would recommend, first of all, starting to look at the ingredient label because you're going to have to dig deep for it. Like the other day I was actually shopping for bread for my son. So he doesn't live gluten-free and I don't want him on folic acid. So every single bread that I found had folic acid in it, except for this one sourdough. So I was like, okay, well we'll go with sourdough, but I need to either make my own bread or order some because it's just in so much and it can cause a lot of issues with children, um, especially with Uh, ADHD and attention um, disorders. And that is something that we've also like noticed, like I want you to be able to sit down and focus for longer. And so just doing some things with his diet, testing my husband's genetics. I know that I have the MTHFR genetic mutation and then we'll get him tested too. But this can be a game changer getting off of folic acid, which is the synthetic version of folate and actually getting on folate to help support something called methylation. And so mm-hmm. let's dive into what methylation is and what it does. Yep, because about 60, I think it's 60% of the population has at least a partial SNP in their genetic uh, makeup for the MTHFR gene. And we'll get into a little bit more about that specific gene and the variants of that gene uh, towards the end. But methylation, I think, is up there as one of the most important processes of the body. Uh, so it's a it's a critical process that happens digest this for a second, trillions of times in every cell each minute. Methylation happens trillions of times. Like that's even hard, that's hard to comprehend how important that is. And it's one of the most essential metabolic functions of the body. It's dependent on a number of different enzymes. So basically adapting to stress and the challenges of life is an aspect that methylation provides for your body. Without adequate methylation, and the processes that come along with it, you basically cannot adapt effectively. You will suffer from accelerated aging. There's a number of um, chronic health conditions that are associated with poor methylation. And basically what it is, is it is a controlled transfer of a methyl group, which is for our science geeks out there, one carbon and three hydrogen atoms is considered a methyl group. And it transfers onto proteins, amino acids, enzymes, and DNA in every cell and tissue of the body. And it regulates things like healing, cellular energy, so the creation of ATP, genetic expression of DNA, 
liver detoxification, immunity, and neurology. And so if you do not have adequate methylation, you will likely deal with things or potentially deal with things like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, multiple multiple sclerosis, psychiatric disorders are really common, chronic inflammation, neurotransmitter imbalances, aka things like depression or anxiety, abnormal immune function, dementia, autism is highly associated with this, as is Down syndrome, fertility and miscarriages, cancers, chronic fatigue, Alzheimer's, and pregnancy problems. Yeah, we did a podcast um, on this a while back just in terms of MTHFR, Mm -hmm. and we talked in there about the stats um, because for many years they have been telling people to take, you know, prenatal and, you know, not necessarily looking at folic acid versus folate. Many people don't even know to look at that, right? They just trust their doctor is giving them a sample. Um, but if you're one of the, for women, I believe the stat is 44%. Um, don't quote me there, but I believe that's what David uh, Brecca was like talking about in terms of females specifically. 44% is kind of like the average, but it is estimated anywhere between 40 and 60%. Have this genetic mutation and therefore folic acid will build up in the body. And this can also impact your pregnancy leading to various um, negative outcomes. I know one of the things that Becca and I had talked about when she was reading the Dirty Jeans book was, you know, what happened with her pregnancy mm-hmm. and the loss. Um, you know, wow, this could be due to some genetic things that you just found out with your genetics test. Genetics testing has been huge for me too, in terms of, you know, just inflammation, realizing that I have very poor um external inflammation abilities. Um, and so I struggled to get into autophagy and to clean things up. And then also having this MTHFR mutation, you know, when the fertility doctor said, I want you at high doses of folic acid, I'm able to say, no, I will be taking folate because this could be detrimental. This could lead to pregnancy complications, infertility, miscarriage, right? It could lead to a lot of things. And so what we want to understand with the function of methylation is that There are first and foremost, multiple MTHFR kind of genes. And we look at that on the genetics test that we run um, with our clients because, you know, we want to see, do you have blocks in all of these? Um, There is one that we look at that's very kind of like high alert. If somebody has uh, a full block in that C677, we want to make sure that they are off folic acid in all forms, not just in supplements, um, because- that again can build up in the body and cause a lot of, um, you know, just kind of chaos. And with methylation, it's involved in helping you turn on and off genes. So regulating your gene expression, this is really important for cancer. This helps you process chemicals and toxins. So if you want to think about methylation, the way that I think about it is almost like a magnet. So it has the ability to magnetize to chemicals and toxins and turn them into water-soluble substances to help excrete them from the body and reduce your toxic load. Okay. It also is really important in terms of building up neurotransmitters, dopamine, serotonin, and epinephrine. If we are lacking these nutrients, right, B12, folate, B6, you know, various uh, B vitamins, simply taking a support uh, of a methylated B vitamin or depending upon, again, the specific uh, genes that you have and the blocks there, there's other types of B vitamins that we may use. This can help you overcome depression and anxiety. Many people, if you listen to Dr. Brecker, I think he's a doctor, I'm not sure, but um, if you listen to him, 
He talks a lot about the depression and anxiety that he's helped people overcome because it's not an SSRI deficiency. Uh, it is the fact that we lack the nutrients to build these neurotransmitters. Then um, we think about processing hormone, especially estrogen, um, building our immune cells, our T cells and NK cells. Synthesis of DNA and RNA. So thiamine is formed from uracil, and this is really important for methylation to occur. Produce energy in terms of like ATP and COQ10, carnitine, produce protective coating on the nerves. So all of these things, they sound pretty serious, right? And then you have to ask yourself if the doctors are pushing folic acid in supplements like prenatals or even some medications and the pharmaceutical or the, excuse me, the, the food industry is pushing folic acid and all of these enriched fortified foods, yet 40 to 60% of the population has this genetic mutation that can't convert folic acid into folate. And now it builds up in the body. What would our disease rates be if everyone simply knew what their gene expression is or, you know, genetic SNPs were and what they needed to avoid, or if we just took it out and used folate instead of folic acid. Yeah, and and I think what the Gary that was on Doctor Joe Rogan's podcast talked about was, but then the FDA has to go back on their word. They have mm-hmm. to get, go back and say, well, we messed up. You know, folic acid's not good for people, and it's just not going to happen. And like Liz was saying, the problem with folic acid is not only can we can not convert it, we it blocks receptors. And so by taking it, it's not only not useful, it's making it even harder for your body to get proper folate levels from foods and utilize them in the way that they can and transport it properly. And so some other things that influence the methylation process, like it's obviously regulated by certain enzymes, certain cofactors, which are basically vitamins, minerals. And when we are deficient in the necessary pieces it compromises the methylation process. So there's a lot of key nutrients that play a huge role in methylation and things that we talk about often in terms of supplementing and helping. Zinc, magnesium, B vitamins are huge, B2, B6, folate, B12, niacin, and a few others. And many people consume diets that are really deficient or depleted of these key nutrients. And like we mentioned, other people have genetic polymorphisms that reduce their ability to absorb and utilize those nutrients, which we will get to in a second. But other things that deplete or kind of impair the methylation process, birth con- excuse me, birth control pills are huge, NSAIDs and antacids deplete these nutrients and consume massive quantities of methyl groups for proper detoxification. That's not, it's not only that you are getting depleted, your body requires higher amounts of methylation to happen when you have to detox more. And so if you're taking a ton of medications, your methylation process is hugely advanced in terms of how much it's having to do because it's having to push through all of those medications. Same thing with heavy metal exposure, chronic infections like in the gut, alcohol consumption, heavy emotional stress. All of these things deplete methyl groups and put us at risk. And so if you're someone that's like, I don't know, is this me? Is, you know, should I get tested? There's a couple of ways that obviously beyond what we talked about for like more serious chronic conditions. But methylation imbalances, unfortunately, are not often considered by a lot of doctors and even health coaches. People that look into this, you know, it's it's an extra layer that a lot of people don't consider. Um, and, and it can be a huge piece, especially if you're someone that has like all these different types of symptoms that seem to be really random. 
or they improve and then yeah. you stop doing something and they come back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm just thinking too, like a client of mine that we just recently found on her genetics test, she has a lot of blocks with um, histamine. Right. And so a lot of like the chronic allergy symptoms that she's had or the depression and anxiety, you know, some of these different SNPs that we have, they impact and influence each other. And so it's been a huge eye opener for her to see this is why I really struggle. And supplements sometimes, you know, can help. Uh, but part of it is also going to be like your lifestyle and changing your lifestyle in terms of certain things that you are going to be taking or not, you know, be taking. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when we look at this first and foremost, we look at blood work. Homocysteine is the marker that mm-hmm. we check for all of our clients because it just lets us know how the methylation activity is doing overall in the body. Um, and so, you know, if you can get your doctor to run that, that's not going to tell you if you have the MTHFR genetic mutation, but it is going to tell you if your methylation is impaired. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you may want to, you know, further go down the, the rabbit hole and get a genetics test, a good one. Um, for male and female, the optimal range for this is going to be between four and seven in terms of methylation activity. You can also look again at genetic testing. That's something that we do with our clients and we can review that with you. Um, it's, 350, 400 bucks, something along those lines. And, you know, that will show us the different types of MTHFR SNPs that you have, but also many other genetic uh, SNPs to give us a, a kind of a full picture. And they're kind of categorized in terms of methylation, detoxification, mitochondrial function, internal inflammation, external inflammation, thyroid stuff, all kinds of things. So I think the genetics testing is something that we are going to be doing even more of. Um, we're changing some things, you know, in our practice because we've just found that it's so valuable. Yeah. If you're somebody who is really struggling with mood disorders, sure we can blame hormones and sure we can think, okay, maybe the period is is playing a role here. But for some individuals, the genetic mutation and simply knowing that you need more of these nutrients it's really a game changer. Yeah. And and I think especially for people that have been dealing with chronic mm-hmm. health symptoms that just don't get better or you know the reason a lot of the reason why we think it's been really valuable is for tough cases, for mm-hmm. people that should be responding to certain protocols and aren't or are not seeing the progress that you should be seeing based on just our clinical experience with working with hundreds thousands of people at this point. And so for those people there are a lot of times are major genetic factors going on. And the cool thing about genetic testing is it doesn't change. Like your genes are your genes mm-hmm. versus like a Dutch test is going to change. A GI map is going to change. Blood work is going to change. So like once you have genetic testing, you know, it, and it, it explains you as a human. Like <laughs> I think that's the crazy thing that's been really eye-opening for me is it opened my ins- – like, I was like, okay – I make sense now. Like I I understand me better, you know? And I think that's been really helpful. And then to understand what things, a lot of people ask about like, what supplements do you think are good to take forever, you know, or maintenance supplements or whatever. My genetic testing tells me. Like Mm -hmm. I I have the full block in the MTHFR gene, which is not surprising given a lot of the things that I've dealt with in terms of like poor pregnancies, miscarriages. My dad has cancer and now Parkinson's, like I show a lot of inflammation. I have a lot of inflammation issues. I also have a lot of neurotransmitter blocks. My mom and my sister, and like in that side of our family, females tend to pass down their genes to you know their daughters. Um, we have a lot of depression, anxiety, like that, and so it made sense to me, and it helps me then understand what things and what lifestyle factors I can put in long term to feel my best. But in terms of the MTHFR gene specifically, the MTHFR gene codes 
the MTHFR enzyme, which is involved in the methylation process within the cell. So when there's a mutation at this gene, it alters methylation, and this can lead to a number of health challenges. And there are currently two types of MTHFR mutations, which are known as essentially polymorphisms. So the MTHFR mutation can be inherited from one or both parents. And it affects, like Liz was saying, the C677T gene is kind of the big one, um, and then the A1298C gene. And when you have a single mutation, that's called a heterozygous mutation, and that's basically it comes from one parent. When you have a double mutation, a homozygous, that comes from both parents, that's considered more of a concern. So it's basically a half block or a full block. Like, do you have a half block of that gene? It's partially held back. Or do you have a full block of that gene? Like it's completely red. Yeah. And the hardest part too with this, because when I was going through my testing, I think I've shared this before, but Vince called me and he was like, we need to get on the phone right now. <laughs> I have full blockages in um, four very serious genes all together. It's ATG genes, right? <sighs> yes. Autophagy genes. Um, and, you know, just looking at my family history and, and my mom and, you know, the ALS and passing of all that, I was like, oh my God. Right. And so I'm like, well, wait a second. Can we tell who gave me, you know, if it was a half block, can we tell? Did it come from dad or mom? And he's like, no, unfortunately we can't. Um, and maybe someday the technology will get there. I, you know, I think you would have to have, you know, DNA from parents and things like that. Who knows? I'm not an expert in this uh, yet, but I think that it's very fascinating and it can be very eye-opening for many people. So when we look at that C677T, this is the real serious one. So this is going to be associated with elevated homocysteine levels. Right, so this can put us at a higher risk for Alzheimer's, heart disease, or just other neurodegenerative um, diseases. When we see that six, uh, C677T, this is something that we have to have the conversation with our clients that it's not just supplementing with methylated B vitamins or adenosine B vitamins or folate. It is getting folic acid out of your diet at all cost, okay? The A1298C mutation is associated with other neurotransmitter imbalances. So this is, again, where we're going to look at the higher potential for depression, anxiety, addiction. Um, that's been something that we've caught on several um, genetics tests. We actually did a case study with one of our mentors around this. And I'm excited to learn more and more about this because even as uh, Gary Brecco was saying, give me your genetics test. I can, I can probably pinpoint like your personality, things that you struggle mm-hmm. with. So, you know, I, I've sent things to Becca, like, is this why I can't stop shopping on Amazon? <laughs> Do I need to delete this? <laughs> you know, from, uh, is this why when I drink wine, I just want to keep going and go hang out and party, you know, energizer bunny. So it, it gives us some information, you know, mm-hmm. even further into why am I the way that I am? And do I need to be more cautious? The case that he was reviewing, he was, you know, very stern with, you need to be very cautious with any dopamine, mm-hmm. um, you know, hits essentially yeah. because it you could be very, very addictive and, and that could be obviously detrimental for some people. So what can we do about it? All right. So ways to improve methylation. We've mentioned this several times throughout the podcast, B12 and folate is going to be real important here for proper methylation because this methylation process is dependent upon these nutrients. So the primary methyl donor involved in methylation is called SAMe. So this is S-adenylmethionine produced through a process that requires B vitamins, especially folate, choline, and betaine. Different from stomach acid, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. This is not your um, hydrochloric betaine. Yeah. Getting plenty of these nutrients in the diet is the first step to supporting methylation. Where do we get a lot of these things from? Well, 
Choline-rich foods are some of the best sources here. And so this is where we look at liver, um, organs, right? Grass-fed beef liver, sunflower lecithin, pasture-raised eggs, grass-fed butter. When we think about betaine, this is going to be found in beets and spinach. We also want to think about just you know natural sources of folates. And so you can get those from a lot of different um, fruits, vegetables. But again, I'm going to drive this point back home. Get off of folic acid, right? And this is really hard because it's like, dang, Liz and Becca, every time I come to the podcast, I feel like something's wrong with me. Maybe, you know, it's parasites. Maybe it's, you know, my hormones and estrogen and all of this. And maybe I need to be gluten-free and, oh man, even folic acid isn't gluten-free products. It gets harder and harder. And guys, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry, but it it does. In the United States, Mm -hmm. there was a reel that I saw, and I want to do a podcast on this too, but in Europe, if there are imports from the United States, they were doing... um, uh, it was a reel on nerds mm-hmm. and all of the different colors and just artificial stuff. They slap, they cover up the entire back of the box with this huge warning label about how these ingredients can impact neurotransmitters, how it can impact behavioral issues, all this type of stuff. And it's really challenging here with processed food in, in our industry. And I mean, I don't know, maybe follow the money because the worse that the food industry becomes, the more the pharmaceutical. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, but no, my make, sister-in-law's but. kid, Charlie, he knows he's five. He knows he can't do artificial coloring. They bring extra stuff for him everywhere because he can't have, he gets insane and he's already crazy. Like he's already a, one of those like wild child children and he knows and his siblings know too. Like I think we were at Thanksgiving, there was something on the counter and his sister Lucy was like, Charlie, you can't have that though. It has food coloring in it or it has artificial coloring in it. And it's like, she sees immediately in him how he changes his behavior with having artificial coloring. So it's a real thing, guys. (laughs) It is very much a real thing. And unfortunately, it's very hard to escape in our country. Um, The one thing that I will say about B vitamins, two things actually. One, they can make your pee neon yellow. Um, They are a water-soluble vitamin, which is why you need to take them daily. Uh, But if you're taking a supplement, sometimes you excrete what you don't absorb. And so your pee might be a little neonish. That's very normal. Two, if you notice that you're more hyper or like anxiety, you might be someone that does not need the extra methylation support. You might be something that we call an overmethylator. And those people get more anxious and more jittery sometimes when they consume too many B vitamins. So just something to watch out for. We do have clients that deal with that and there's ways that you can slow down methylation to calm down. A lot of times we'll use SAME and creatine together and that works really well to kind of slow people down and calm the anxiety, that constant, you know, daily anxiety that people stress with. Um, Another thing that you can do is control homocysteine levels. So if you have high homocysteine and you know that, do not overconsume animal protein. So it's very high in methionine, which gets converted into homocysteine. To balance methionine with something called proline and glycine, bone broth is very helpful. So you can do bone broth. Avoid excessive caffeine, avoid alcohol, avoid processed foods, and you are someone that needs to consume high amounts of antioxidant-rich vegetables and moderate fruits. You might also consider supplementing with some that betaine, which is, can assist with homocysteine metabolism. Healing the gut. It is very important to keep the gut healthy because digestive complaints are very common with people that have MTHFR mutations. Additionally, it's important to make sure the gut is absorbing nutrients listed that we already went through because methylation can occur effectively then. So two, if you're dealing with like bloating, 
loose stools, constipation, food sensitivity, stomach pain, it's likely that your body is not probably absorbing and assimilating nutrients great. Yep. And in turn, you're going to have a bigger issue because those act as the cofactors and the enzymes for this methylation process. Yep. And I would just add here in terms of you know gut health specifically. So we talked about zinc and we talked about B vitamins. Both of those are needed to create stomach acid, but stomach acid is needed to absorb these things. And so again, this comes back to not just addressing like gut issues and imbalances, but also addressing stomach acid levels and ensuring that your stomach acid levels um, stay adequate because it's one thing to ingest, for example, eating zinc-rich foods or foods that have B vitamins, right? It's another thing to digest and actually absorb those things. And a lot of times this is why we also use medical foods to help people who are digestively compromised so that we can assure that they're actually getting these nutrients in a more absorbable uh, matter while we work to heal the underlying causes. The next thing is stress reduction. And you know we've talked a lot about stress on our podcast. We've talked about the fact that if you're not managing stress, you're not going to heal. Because your central nervous system, your hypothalamus pituitary axis is just wired all the time. It will shut down different processes in the body. It will deplete us of a lot of these crucial vitamins, minerals, and nutrients um, that we need to function properly. And so when we look at the MTH of our gene mutation, chronic stress depletes these B vitamins um, and it will further contribute to the neurotransmitter imbalances. And the MTHFR, the motherfucker gene mutation, the symptoms here become more pronounced. Because if you have the mutation, but you're nourished, you can keep this at bay in terms of a lot of the things that we mentioned, you know, in terms of like the chronic disease. And so getting outside and getting sunlight, um, just practicing deep belly breathing, laughing, watch a comedy show, do some meditation, draw. Coloring is like my new thing. I got... I got to show you. I saw that. I got a new coloring book. Another one. I've been coloring a lot with the kids. I yeah. printed off Thanksgiving coloring pages and mm-hmm. I was like, everyone sit down and color. And then they got up and I just kept coloring. You just kept coloring. <laughs> yeah. So now I got this like whole fancy pack that art got me of like different um, stuff. Anyways, but practicing gratitude, right? Like saying it out loud or just thinking it um, can be, you know, really powerful. And obviously, you know, from a religious standpoint, like getting into prayer or getting into, you know, listening to the Bible or reading the Bible or singing like Lauren Dangle. I've talked about her a ton on the podcast, but she's my jam. Um, anytime that I'm feeling like I really just need that connection. Um, I'm not great at meditation, but I'm really great at walking outside. I'm really great at singing. So, you know, it's just anything that you can do to help your body relax, relax the brain, get into that parasympathetic nervous system. When we're thinking about, you know, the gut too. simple three to five big breaths before you're eating can help get into that more of rest and digest state. Um, And then support your natural detoxification system. So a lot of people forget that the liver plays a crucial role in our ability to properly detox. Liver and gallbladder issues can be a cause for constipation. Obviously gut issues and thyroid issues and mineral deficiencies and balances can be a cause for constipation, but you need to make sure that we are not allowing toxins to build up in the body. So making sure that you are adequately hydrated, drinking at least half your body weight in ounces every day, get some element in there or some you know other electrolytes to help you absorb that water intracellularly. I would say make sure that you're pooping one to three times a day. Use enemas if you're not, use motility agents, bowel mover, whatever you need to do. Increase your fiber, 
as long as you're hydrated, that can help. Then we also want to think about your lymphatic system. So moving the lymph, this is huge for getting toxins um, out of the body and clearing things out. So the big six, I've posted about it. I think Becca's posted um, other lymphatic massage. I have a facial lymphatic massage that's out. We're doing some other like cupping and stuff like that, dry brushing to help you guys with these very simple strategies. And yeah, it's another thing on your to-do list. But for me, for example, the big six takes me like 90 seconds in the morning and my dry brushing I do anytime that I shower and I do the big six before I dry brush to make it more effective. And so those are things that you can do, you know, just kind of in your day to day, but also you can think about fasting strategies. You could think about getting into a sauna um, or just, you know, sweating through exercise because the skin is also a big detoxification organ. You could use a you know, a liver support. Like I love Optipure. I think that's a really mm -hmm. good, well-rounded liver support from Nutrition Dynamic. Activated charcoal would be simple, but it's not my personal favorite in terms of like a binder because it does bind to like minerals and such. So if you're going to use that, just be cautious. I would say Optipure um, or even Metapure. It's a medical food. Um, and then think about bitter foods. So things that are going to stimulate digestion, things that are going to stimulate bile because bile helps remove toxins from the body, remove cholesterol from the body, lubricate the colon so you can poop. Things here would be lemons, limes, arugula, Jerusalem, artichoke, parsley, ginger, dandelion root, sprouts, beets are really, you know, good liver loving food. You know, I just think it's important. Like if you were to analyze your day and you were to really say, how much am I getting in my diet? A fibrous liver loving foods, colors, a diversity of colors. A lot of people are going to realize that they're far from where they need to be. Mm -hmm. Fiber is really important too, because fiber helps us <laughs> detoxify um, and also helps with blood sugar levels, cholesterol levels, cardiovascular health. So analyze that, track your food for a couple of days. What's your diversity like? Are you getting enough of these foods in? Are you getting enough fiber in? My recommendation for majority of people is 35 grams of fiber, maybe even a little bit more in some situations. Um, but those things you can do just to naturally support detoxification and methylation. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to check your homocysteine levels. I think it's important mm -hmm. to get a genetics test or at least, you know, the MTHFR test. Yeah, absolutely. And understand, hopefully this helps understand how important methylation is to the body and why it can be a root issue of a lot of things that people deal with that seem like random symptoms, but that all could be tied back to this process. Um, and it even shows, like you get some insight too on the Dutch test. I don't think it's a full methylation picture, but it definitely shows how methylation is happening with estrogen in particular. Um, so there, there's a lot of different testing opportunities that can give you this insight. And if you are someone that struggles with, you know, chronic fatigue, constipation, if you've had pregnancy issues, if you have a history in your family of things like cancer, Alzheimer's, ALS, you know, the the inability of your body to clean itself. Um, skin conditions are really common with poor methylation. So all of these things can be a clue into, is this something that you maybe need to work on? And hopefully these tips help you figure out where to start.